1: Hey, folks, we'll talk to Jody and T Rex here in just a second, but I have to tell you about our Patreon page at bobseskashow.com. It's absolutely the best way to support this fully independent podcast. You can sign up for as little as $1 a month or as much as $15 a month. In fact, if you sign up at the $15 per month level, you'll get our Tuesday and Thursday shows presented without commercials. We take out all the commercials for you. Plus, you'll also get two post mortem mini shows recorded after the credits on our Tuesday and Thursday podcasts. And you'll also get the subscription-only after-party podcast on Fridays with its revealing discussions about sex, drugs, rock and roll, and politics. Again, that's show.com or click the all-caps Patreon link beneath the logo at BobSeska.com. And now, let the cartoons begin.
0: Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters. Relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Was not written for chiefs. Hear me! No. Hear this! <laughs> Among my people, we carry many such words as this from many lands, many worlds. Many are equally good and are as well respected. But wherever we have gone, no words have said this thing of importance in quite this way. Look at these three words written larger than the rest with a special pride never written before Or since tall words proudly saying we the people <laughs> That what you call Eid plebnista was not written For the chiefs or the kings or the warriors or the rich or the powerful but for all the people Down the centuries you have slurred the meaning out of the words we The people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, to ordain and establish this Constitution, these words and the words that follow. Are well, not written only for the Yangs, but for the Koms as well. Koms. The they must apply to everyone, or they mean nothing. Do you understand? I do not fully understand. Bob Seska. Bob Seska. You really are sick. The Bob Seska Show.
1: guy at the end there? I do not fully understand. After all that, he still doesn't understand. Trump supporter. (laughs) From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, August 13, 2020, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Hi, what's up? My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Hello. Day 1,302 of the Trump crisis, 82 days until the 2020 presidential election, and let's bring in the God ninja. It is David T-Rex Ferguson from the T-Rex Report podcast. Patreon.com slash the T-Rex Report if you want to subscribe to David's show. Also, on Bandcamp right now, it's the brand new single from Astral Summer. David's project, his uh, new duo, his new recording duo making the rock and roll music. AstralSummer.Bandcamp.com. Go buy it right now. You'll be glad you did. It's the song of the summer. Right. Invented right here on this show. Also, Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast, from dash the bunker.com. Mary Trump's favorite uh, podcast.
2: Yes. She, yes. She said it was her favorite. No, uh, she does listen to it. She says she loved it. And I was I geeked completely out on That's so awesome. Yeah, Lonnie was opening up windows in the house because it was, you know, 530 this morning. And I'm like, Lonnie, guess who listens to my podcast? (laughs) That's so
1: (laughs) cool. I love it. You know what it is like? You know the fact that Mary Trump listens to your podcast? That's like more mashed potatoes on Donald Trump's head.
2: Totally, 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 totally. I'm sure she listens to this one, too.
1: I hope she does. That would be wonderful. Hi, Mary. Hello. Hi, Mary. Come on, my show, please. Read your book. That's great.
2: (laughs) Love her book.
1: Yeah, we were just talking before the show about one of the revelations in the book with regard to Donald Trump and mashed potatoes. Because I've taken to just (laughs) trolling him about this. There's a story in the book apparently where. Someone at the dinner table when Donald Trump was a kid, when he was just a teeny tiny fascist, older brother. Someone dumped mashed potatoes on his head, and he has never forgotten it. Mm -hmm. He was mortified, and he was upset, and now the world is paying. We're all paying the price for whoever dumped mashed potatoes on the president's head when he was just a a mini tyrant. But yeah, so now I've been taking to uh, trolling him about that. You know what? Cy Vance is about to dump more potatoes on your head. Look out, Biff. Good luck. (laughs) Taterhead,
3: (laughs) taterhead.
1: I've been trolling uh, Donald Trump Jr. too. Those of you who are just joining us, I've been trolling Donald Trump Jr. with uh, the list of non-extradition nations. Just giving him some options for where he can flee. Just get your go bags ready, Junior. Yeah.
3: By the Kamala thing. It's just like the shockwaves. I love the smell of Republican angst in the morning.
1: (laughs) Let's talk about that because we actually had some really good news this week. Yeah. Yes. yes. That sensation you're feeling, ladies and gentlemen, that's called hope. I know it's strange. I mean, I thought, my my God, am I coming down with the flu or something? What's wrong with me? Oh, I'm feeling hopeful. That's crazy. I'm so happy.
2: So, so happy.
1: It was so foreign. Have I been infected by some alien virus? What is this? <laughs> what is this sensation I'm experiencing? And it was actual hope because I feel like,
2: yeah.
1: boy, it's a hell of a ticket. I, uh, I really love Kamala Harris. I think she's a, a wonderful candidate. She's a wonderful senator. And she's kicking all kinds of ass already. I mean, the mm-hmm. remarks that they had, both uh, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris yesterday in their joint appearance, their first joint oh, appearance so as, a, as running mates, uh, it's, it's just a wonderful, wonderful hour of remarks and you know setting the tone for the campaign. And it just felt so good to just bask in that. And then, of course, the hangover came later with the slobbery Trump show. But that we'll talk about that in a little bit. But... So it's so
3: hilarious that they don't know how to attack her. They just They're don't. Like, right. She's a she's like a far left freakazoid, like <laughs> yeah. environmental wacko. But, but she's, but a she's also a cop who's going to lock up all the black men right. in the country mm. on marijuana. And it's just like you guys, yeah. your fear is showing. Oh yeah. Well,
2: it yeah. means he made the right choice. He's pissing off. He does. They, they don't know what to do. In fact, ugh, my niece's husband.
0: Uh,
1: oops wait wait a minute uh, that wasn't I I like that better I didn't mean for that one to go that's
2: the one there we go sorry Um, about the fart Basically, he posted that, that you know, oh, now, they, she's, now that he's picked her, there goes the left and the base. And it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And, oh, you know, she's, you know, prosecutorial misconduct. And, and it's like, you know what? Defense attorneys liked her when she was a DA, so get mm. the fuck over yourselves. That's and, right. And I, and I said, and by the way, go to ProgressivePunch.com and see who's more liberal for the same time period, her or Bernie Sanders, and guess who's more liberal in her votes? Yep. <gasps> Kamala Harris.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Bernie's got a better record in, in, because he's been there longer. But in the same time period, at crucial votes and regular votes, she is more progressive-leaning than he is. And so when they say she's not progressive enough, that's some bullshit. But when they say she's, too, she's either too far right or she's a communist, haven't figured that out.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, they're doing uh, Mad Libs now. Yeah. What, what they've done with Kamala Harris, the main line of attack is obviously, this is right out of the gate, Racial. It's racism. That's what they went to. Fox News went mm-hmm. right there. I mean, it's like they took the bait right away. They couldn't help themselves. They had to go full racist right out of the chute. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're doing. And the way they're doing it, though is mad libs of what they intended to do to Elizabeth Warren if she had received the Mm -hmm. nomination for to be Joe Biden's running mate. And so they're taking the Pocahontas attack and replacing out all the proper nouns and putting in Kamala Harris, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, she's not a real... She doesn't really have Native American DNA in her. Oh, she should take a DNA test, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. So now they're doing the same thing with Kamala Harris. In fact, it's kind of a combination of the Pocahontas attack and, like... A reverse birtherism thing. Remember, with mm-hmm. Barack Obama was secretly African, right? Secretly Kenyan. Right. Now they're right. saying Kamala Harris is secretly not African,
2: which is well, yeah. Just... She's either too black or not black enough. She's either born <laughs> yeah. in this country or she was. She's born in Oakland. That's bitches, not so really fuck for you.
3: white people to arbitrate.
2: It's not whether or
3: not someone is black enough. Right. I don't think that's Fox News's job. They're a little out of their wheelhouse there. No, yeah. part of what scares them so much, I think is that she is so poised. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so, like, you know, just cool, under fire. And, God, when she chewed up that DHS guy. Yeah. Yeah. I strongly advise you
1: mm-hmm. to, it's just. Uh-huh. And boy, just, she had Bill Barr flustered in that mm-hmm. Q&A where he just, usually he's the smooth operator. He's the Dick Cheney guy who's just like, well, I'm grappling with what you mean by requested. I don't know what that even, what is that word? I don't know. <laughs> and everyone goes, yeah, oh, he's so sane and reasonable. Oh, look at Bill Barr go. Well, and then what she
2: said, it's just a yes or no question, sir. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> So great. Yes or no. I mean, it's pretty really simple So question. great.
1: And they're already lowering expectations for the debate. They're already saying, oh, yeah. oh, Mike Pence. Well, Mike Pence isn't much of a debater, you know? So they're trying desperately to play well, into is the expectations. Well, kind of a department
3: scale. store mannequin. I mean. Yeah, that's true. Really? You could trade him out for any underwear ad from the Sears. circular. <laughs> oh, one you know, of the, just... the,
1: speaking of Mike Pence, one of the things they said about Kamala Harris yesterday was that her voice sounds like Marge Simpson. And I forget who it exactly it was who said that what? it was going all over Twitter yesterday. Oh, kamala harris sounds like marge simpson i was like you know what i don't know what mike pence's voice sounds like because his face is constantly wedged between donald trump's ass cheeks (laughs) 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 who knows what the hell he sounds like um but this is the attack that she's not really african she's jamaican and she's just pretending to be see phony kamala phony kamala That's the whole thing. That's all Mm -hmm. they've got left. The fact of the matter is that Kamala Harris's dad... Yeah, Kamala Harris's dad is ethnically Jamaican, but his ancestry is, of course, African, because the brown people who showed up in Jamaica were dragged there uh, by slave traders, and then they were emancipated in 1834. But they still, (laughs) there are black people in Jamaica who came there Mm -hmm. from Africa. That's where she is descended from. Kamala Harris's dad is descended from a slave owner and a slave, if you go Mm -hmm. back far enough. And that's the history. But the oh, technically Jamaican, I mean, they really are really, really, really pandering to the numbskulls and dipshits in their crowd. It's just, just bizarre. Yeah. But I'm placing my bets now. Donald Trump, within the next maybe couple of weeks, I don't know, certainly before the election, Donald Trump at some point will start calling for Kamala Harris to take a DNA test. And she cannot take the bait. She should never no. even bother no. to go there.
2: No, no.
1: But that is going to happen. At some point, there's going to be, when is Kamala Harris going to take the DNA test? What is she avoiding? What is she afraid of? What does she well, think I mean, the I, DNA test will prove? And that's going to be you, the attack. It'll be hilarious uh, so will the attack did, be from like, the left? Uh, no, yeah. I, think, <laughs> I think it'll be from the Republicans. I mean, the Republicans and Trump will say, you know, she needs to take a DNA test to prove that she's really African. Or part, it would be part African.
3: As if they did the 23andMe thing a couple of years ago for Christmas for the holidays. We're all you know? African. <laughs> and like, well, actually, here's the chart. Yeah. Yeah. Then, yeah.
1: Well, you guys know I'm half Italian. As are, of course, my brothers. My, I have two mm-hmm. younger brothers. My second youngest brother took one of those 23andMe DNA tests, and it came back showing no Italian. That he's not, that he's got no Italian DNA, apparently, which has to be a mistake, because my dad is a, our dad is a full-blooded Italian. And so, uh, you know, these things happen. So I can only imagine if she were to make the same mistake Elizabeth Warren made, which is to take the DNA test and release the results publicly. God, avoid, 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 avoid. Do not take the bait on all of that. But meanwhile, while they're saying that Kamala Harris is secretly not African, the, the mayor of Luray, Virginia, where the Luray Caverns are, called Kamala Harris Aunt Jemima on I'm his- Oh, uh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, so either she's black or not black, but they, I think what they're doing is they're just going with both. Fuck it, fuck it, you know what, we're desperate, we're gonna go with, well, Kamala Harris isn't really black. Oh, and by the way, Kamala Harris, so totally black. Barry Pessgraves is his name, Barry Pressgraves. Is facing calls to resign for a Facebook post saying Joe Biden just announced Aunt Jemima as his VP pick. And then he said, I don't even depict that as racist. I ate Aunt Jemima all my life.
3: Oh, for fuck's sake. uh, There's. Uh, Listen up, you fucking maggot.
1: Yep, it is. Yeah,
3: bitch. We are coming for you people on November 3rd, okay? So don't get comfortable in your mayoral chair, buddy. Yeah. We are coming for your ass. I'm going to wear your ears as a
1: necklace. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So Jennifer Rubin, I thought, had a great idea. Kamala Harris should do a press conference every day at the same time as Trump's Trump show. I'd pay a dollar for that. And just rip him apart during it. Maybe do what Hal Sparks does. Do like a live video with the Trump show in the background and Kamala Harris just starting and pausing it to comment on what Trump is saying. (laughs) That would be wonderful. (laughs) Wonderful, wonderful. So many options, so many possibilities for this uh, campaign. Here was the, maybe the weirdest thing from yesterday. This is kind of alarming. This came from Fox News Channel and drunken Janine Pirro. Janine Pirro yesterday... uh, on the air, while chatting with a-hole Jesse Waters. Punch me face, Mm -hmm. Jesse Waters. She predicted Joe Biden might not make it to the election. Well, I I have a lot of thoughts. The first thought that I have, Jesse, is uh, for some reason, I just have this feeling that Joe Biden isn't going to be on the ticket. I have a sense (laughs) that something's gonna happen before the election, and he's not even gonna be on the ticket. So don't even ask me if he's gonna make the four years. Well, what the yeah. hell does that mean? Does that mean he's going to be indicted? Does that mean he's going to die? I mean, is she predicting that Joe Biden is so feeble that he's just going to pass away? He's just going to croak between now and Election Day. Is that what she's saying or what? I mean, because there is the outstanding issue of the John Durham, uh, you know, whatever, whatever they calling it, Obamagate, Obama spied Ugh. on my campaign nonsense. And we're all thinking that maybe that's going to be some kind of October surprise, either an actual indictment or some sort of like Bill Barr style letter that goes out that has the patina of criminality, but not really, but just enough for the idiots and mouth breathers and red hats to think, oh my God, there it is. Joe Biden spied on Donald Trump.
3: You're getting a little—you're spooking yourself here, Seska. You, know? you think like, so? It just Janine didn't she just get popped for doing like 210 miles an hour in a 55 zone or something? Her intuition doesn't count for shit. She yeah. can't spot a cop anyway. Like, I just... well, I mean,
1: irrespective of what Janine Piero said, I mean, this has been a common rumor that's been going around with regard to uh, Bill Barr and this Durham investigation into mm-hmm. the Obama administration. Which, by the way, just like to add this uh, as a matter of tradition. That what Donald Trump has done, he's opened the gate for one presidential administration to investigate the previous presidential administration. Up until mm-hmm. Donald Trump, that did not exist, that possibility. Now it's a real possibility. So that means if Joe Biden and Kamala Harris win in November, sure, why not? Let's investigate Donald Trump. Let's investigate everything. The. Uh, Uh, Glenn Kirshner's idea for a Trump crimes commission has to happen. It has to happen. It's got to be mandatory. This is something that is required to occur because the seriousness of what we're faced right now, obviously we're feeling good about the uh, democratic ticket and so on and the possibilities that are there. But at the same time, we have to maintain some, at least one foot in the realm of, Oh, God, this is a fascist tyrant, and he's trying to steal the election. I mean, he is literally trying to steal the election. He admitted today that he is trying to defund the post office to keep money from going to the Postal Service in order to stop the absentee ballots from being delivered. They've already stopped using the automated sorting machines. They've increased the price of postage for the states from the bulk rate to something like 55 cents per piece. They're obviously eliminating overtime so that it's taking longer for mail to get where it needs to go. Right. These It's death by a thousand cuts. They're going to keep going there and keep going there. Here's Donald Trump from... I believe this was with Maria Bartiromo talking about how... <laughs>
3: I'm sorry. She just, she's inherently comic to me. Yeah, Maria yeah. Bartiromo. Just you say her name and I begin to giggle. It just. That's right.
1: <laughs> but man, was she heroic in the attack on the Death Star in Return of the Jedi as Lando's co-pilot. Was, she was... <laughs> uh, here's a uh, high Pitch Biff talking about how he wants to defund the post office. Now
0: they need that money in order to have the post office work, so it can take all of these millions and millions of ballots. Now, in the meantime, they aren't getting there. By the way, those are just two items. But if they don't get those two items, that means you can't have universal mail-in voting.
1: There it is.
2: Yeah, he's right. He just said the outla- he said it. I out- just see outside. him in his he like said
3: it. Yep. khakis at prep school. Just little pear shaped <laughs> dumpling of a creep. The little I just cracked. <laughs> it. I could see the bullets of sweat on his little upper lip.
1: Yeah, yeah. The By look. the way, that was over the telephone. He was because the two
2: things that you need to. Vo- <laughs> <laughs> if they don't get those two things, then they're going to do it. And
3: what? as I said yesterday in homeroom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's just staggering. He said now they need that money in order to make the post office work so it can take all of these millions and millions of ballots. But if they don't get those two items, that means you can't have universal mail-in voting.
3: I think he's exaggerating the amount of control he has over the situation. I just don't, you know, like... No, it's working, though, David. It's working.
2: It's working. And my problem that I'm... Because California doesn't start sending out the ballots to us until October 5th. Yeah. If I don't get my ballot by October 20th,
1: mm-hmm.
2: I'm voting in person.
1: Kimberly and I have already decided here in Maryland, uh, where there's also universal absentee balloting, mm-hmm. we're gonna drop off our ballots. We're gonna go yeah. to one of the drop boxes and put our ballots in box. That's that. assuming
2: you get your ballot.
1: That is true. I mean, we have Cause to- Because they're
2: slowing things down on both ends. They're going to slow things down on people getting their ballots, which is happening, and they're going to mm-hmm. slow ballots being brought in. So Jesus Christ. if I don't have my ballot by October 20th, I'm voting early yeah. and in person mm-hmm. to make sure that I can vote. Yeah, so um, yeah. And then if I get my ballot, I'm not going to obviously mail it in because I've already voted, but- um, I, I'm not. I'm not taking any chances.
1: Yeah, it's just no, amazing. Either. This in and of itself. We have two N95
3: masks left, still in their wrappers, and those are for if we have to go vote in person. Those are
1: your emergency masks we're yep. voting. Yep. Yeah, good for you. Good idea. Yeah, I That's mean, smart. I've, we've
2: got them here, and and um, we actually just got a UVC light room uh, sanitizer too.
1: Oh, do you the Clean Phone Pro is it?
2: I do. No, it didn't. They don't sell them at the Clean Phone Pro. But um, the only reason I got one was because I went to my dentist office the other day. Uh huh. And he had HEPA of UV filters in every room. Oh, great. And if a doctor is doing that, I'm like, okay, then these things work. And then I looked up the the uh, frequency of the UVC light, and mm-hmm. if that is the medical-grade frequency, and this one thing that I bought does have that. So that cleans the room, it cleans my clothes, cleans my body, cleans everything. Nice. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to
1: start showering in one of those from now on. Just it's, a <laughs> yeah, it's a good idea. It's <laughs> yeah, a good idea. Yeah. I mean, the medical-grade
2: free- ones are, you know t- you know, this is just for a small room. I mean, hospital have them now and people i think that grocery stores are going to start installing them and you know they're expensive but Mm. if it helps to kill viral loads and bacterial loads whether it be this or the flu or anything else that's going to
1: help everybody yeah yeah well look
3: cases are exploding in my area no. But last night at the grocery store, there was like six dudes, looked like fraternity guys, none of them wearing masks, <laughs> all of them in a big clot in the middle of the aisle. And I kept like coming down. And there they were again. So I had to turn around and back out and come. The other, because it was just like I wasn't going to walk through that cloud. Yeah. And then I went to go pick up a prescription this morning. And there's these old dudes at the drugstore, like five of them. You know, the old guys with the polyester shorts and the department store polo shirts that are mm-hmm. all Republicans and yeah, red faced and none of them had a mask on.
1: I keep saying this but it bears repeating. It just feels like there's a certain demographic in this country. Let's just call it the red hat demographic. Mm -hmm. Ultimately, it's got to come down to just pain or death to get them to stop doing what they're doing. I mean, I'm talking about self-inflicted. I'm talking about where at some point their dumb fuckery comes back to haunt them it's like a child who keeps touching the, the red-hot stove. You have to be burned before you realize, oh shit, I shouldn't be touching the red-hot stove. You know what I mean? And so I feel like either it's got to come down to just some sort of self-defeating, you know, the dumb fuckery coming back to haunt them in some way, or they just continue to grow and flourish and occupy our government, which is, which is where we kind of are right now. And we're seeing how they're going to be able to maintain power, By just, you know, gratuitously pulling all the levers that they can get their stubby little fingers on. And that's what Donald Trump is doing with the postal service. He's obstructing mm-hmm. the postal service. You know, one of the things that someone needs to ask him during the slobbery Trump shows every afternoon. And he's doing another one at five thirty. today. God help me! Someone needs he hasn't to. Ask-
3: figured out that keeping his mouth shut will help his poll numbers. It's I know. He yeah. key- just keeps chopping away.
1: Oh yeah, I think. That, I mean, I'm. You I'm,
3: keep fucking that chicken, Mr. President. Exactly. You know, I'm totally
1: with Tom <laughs> Nichols now. I think they need to show these Trump shows now across all the networks. I think they really, because I think it's working against him. I don't think it's helping him at all because I think that the word is going to continue to get out that he is just out to lunch because it's constant drooling, constantly. I mean, there's a clip going around from the recount in which someone took separate items from his Trump shows and synchronized them to show that he says the same shit every single goddamn night. Mm-hmm. But someone needs to ask him during the Trump show, maybe today, why the hell is it that the Postal Service is required to make money while no other federal agencies yep. are? I mean, does is, is anyone complain about, oh, the IRS, man, they're... Oh shit, look at all the money they're losing. It's a government agency for fuck's Uh sake. Since when is any government agency? I mean none of these things are required to make a profit. That's why they're government and not a goddamn business. It's one of the many reasons why government is not the same as a business by the way.
2: and the Postal Service, A, is a service, too, has never taken taxpayer dollars. It's fully funded by people using the service. Yeah. So to, in, to give it a little bit of some help right now that it desperately needs, plus it has to pre-fund 75 years of its pension it's to people that may or may not work for them ever that haven't <sighs> been born.
3: Yeah. It's I mean,
2: that's insanity. Yeah. It, and that was put into to slow... I mean, it's in the Constitution. It's Thank in you, the Constitution. Thank you, Ben Franklin. Yep. Um, so... Uh, it's a requirement in the Constitution that it be funded, but it's funded by us. people. I buy stamps. I mean, I just bought a bunch of supplies I didn't even need to try to help.
1: Well, this, um, is, this is where Republican messaging actually ends up working, because mm-hmm. the idea has flooded into the mainstream that, oh, yeah, you know what, Postal Service, how many billions of dollars do they lose every year because the funding of the pensions and the blah, blah, blah? But who the fuck cares? I mean, who is ever talking about that? Donald Trump has racked up a three point seven trillion dollar federal budget deficit for twenty twenty, and it's only going to get worse by the time the year is over. I mean, this is what we're looking at as far as federal spending goes, and on top of that, Donald Trump
3: loses less money than. The first lady spends flying to New York to get her hair done. Yes, yeah. yes. You know, it's I mean, it, just like
1: the the ugh. postal service, based on people using the postal service alone, you take out some of the statutory things like that. The 2006 law requires, as you were talking about, Jody, with the pensions and the health care mm-hmm. for uh, retired postal service workers. I mean, take that aside. The actual postage, the people buying things to ship things, that has actually been increasing in revenue. every... Every year since 2012, the Postal Service mm-hmm. as an entity. And see here, I'm playing into it. It shouldn't mm-hmm. matter. It doesn't it ma- matter. This is a public service provided mm-hmm. by the federal government. And we mm-hmm. shouldn't be asking this. No one goes around. No one's pestering Ben Carson to ask him, oh, why has HUD not been making all the money? Why is HUD mm-hmm. losing so much money? every? No one's asking that. It's absolute, now. well, why is the national parks losing all their money? I mean, my God, when are they going to start making a profit with those national parks? <laughs> it's, it's just absolute fucking insanity. This is the tyranny. This is the dictatorship we're dealing with. Donald Trump is refusing to leave office and he's sabotaging a public service in order to get there. And that's one of many things he's doing in order to get there. I think sometimes we operate in this comfort zone of, well, it can't happen here. Well, here it is, it's happening. So I gave up on that a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, here it is. Here it is. Fascist tyranny in the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And unless something happens with this election, it is going to metastasize. We talked about this yesterday. I had Dr. Rachel Biddecoffer on the show yesterday. And this is a point of discussion. As, you know, there's a, a a new third party group that's forming by someone we kind of used to know. And (laughs) that group is gearing up for, this is part of the mission statement, for the elections of 2022 and the uh, 2024 general elections. Mm -hmm. Provided we actually have elections by then. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Good God. Talk about putting the cart before the horse. We're in a point of time right now where unless we all do our patriotic duty to stop this tyrant, There will be no more free elections. I mean, we barely have a free election this year Mm -hmm. because of his meddling. It's just staggering. Nancy Pelosi and 174 House Democrats, meanwhile, signed a letter demanding that the USPS reverse operational changes made by Postmaster General Louis DeJoy, arguing that the changes will hamper mail-in voting on Election Day. It's absentee voting. Please call it absentee voting because that's Mm -hmm. what it is. "Quote: The House is seriously concerned that you are implementing policies that accelerate the crisis at the Postal Service. The crisis at the, oh, god damn it, the crisis at the Postal Service. Wh- why it's are Pelosi policy-
3: inflicted by Republicans? <laughs> but like there, we, is no, know, it, uh, there is no,
1: there is. So we're gonna have a
3: hundred yard dash, but first post office, we're gonna break your kneecaps yeah, and then turn yeah. on the cameras. You know, and like look at that, I could barely run. Yeah, because he's you know we got to replace
1: it. It just." Uh, The crisis at the Postal Service is entirely fiscal. This is Uh fixed, 100% fixed by Congress simply appropriating money like they do every goddamn year with the NDAAs and all of the omnibus spending bills. You insert whatever it is, $25 billion to make sure that the Postal Service can keep paying pensions and healthcare and let them have the fucking money. We do this with all of the other government agencies. We're not sitting around, Let well, I guess Donald Trump is. Donald Trump is trying to disintegrate government right before our eyes. And this is part of the Steve Bannon mandate this is something the Republicans have wanted to do for years and years and years, and now this guy is just taking a sledgehammer to the whole thing. And I don't think he even realizes what exactly it is he's doing. I don't think he has any concept of that, other than...
3: No, uh, a bag of contaminated medical waste is more self-aware than Donald Trump. (laughs) That is is true, yeah. He's a fucking boil (laughs) on the taint of humanity and he needs to be lanced.
1: (laughs) That might be the most disgusting one you've ever coined, David.
3: Anytime. Thank you. Yes.
1: Anytime. That one. I don't even know if I can use that as the title of the show.
3: <laughs> Jody's gone completely silent. Yeah. I, I don't know. She's just groping for another tab and praying for it to be over.
2: No, there's no tab. There's a tab shortage. They haven't made tab in months. I'm going crazy. I've been drinking Coke Zero.
3: Oh, really? Do you need there's me to grab tab- you some tab and send it? No, it,
2: there's no tab anywhere. A friend of mine in Florida, he's like, are you not finding tab either? I said, no, I'm not. I even tweeted at Coca-Cola. I'm like, bring me back my tab.
1: Wow. Bless your heart. That is absolutely I only crisis. have
2: one tab in the house. It's, a, it's for a special occasion, and I might drink it on November 4th. Because oh, we got the election in hand or something. Yeah. I don't know. But um yeah, I have one tab left. I have tweeted at Coca-Cola. They tweeted back at me going, we're working on it. Yeah, not fast enough.
1: Donald Trump is sabotaging the production of Tab.
2: He is. It's all on him. It's because of this fucking Damn, pandemic. Yeah. And I blame t- I blame Trump for me not having... My friend just emailed me again the other day. He goes, I'm very, getting very concerned. <laughs>
1: So here's the deal. We're all doing all of these uh, Zoom meetings and FaceTime meetings now while we're still socially distancing and doing the right goddamn thing, but we don't always look our best when it's time to turn on the cameras, right? Well, you know what you got to do? You got to get yourself some Photoshop and a can, and of course I'm talking about Plexiderm here. Plexiderm is a clinically studied serum that visibly eliminates your wrinkles, crow's feet, and under eye bags all in the comfort of your own home in just a matter of minutes. Plexiderm goes on clear and lasts for hours, so nobody's gonna know your secret. Go to triplexiderm.com and use my code VOICES for half off a full-size bottle of Plexiderm, plus an additional $10 off. Or try a fourteen ninety five trial pack today by calling 1-800-685-1292 and mention the code VOICES. Again, visit triplexiderm.com. Use the code voices for half off a full-size bottle plus an extra ten dollars off. Or try a 1495 trial pack when you use the code VoICES at triplexiderm.com. Thank you. The
0: Bob Seska Show
1: Recording artist Jason Roach It's a song called Stain A link in the description Reminds really good me vocal sound on that. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit of Jeff Buckley It's not exactly the same as far as the uh, vocals go But uh, similar, I think musically similar to uh, This would totally be a uh, Jeff Buckley song, I think Uh, Link in the description to bobseska.com to support Jason Roach and all of our indie bands here on the show, bobseska.com slash music if you want to submit your songs to be included here on the podcast. Thank you for doing that in advance. Okay, moving along here, Uh, a former top official at the USPS warned that recent operational changes by Postmaster General Louis DeJoy could quote-unquote disenfranchise voters. Yeah, really, you think? Uh, Ronald Stroman who stepped down earlier this year as the second in command at the USPS, said the changes being implemented just months ahead of an election in which a record number of Americans are expected to vote by mail is a high-risk proposition. And that's the insane thing about this, too, is the fact that, yeah, we're in the middle of a goddamn pandemic, and Donald Trump is forcing people to vote in person Mm -hmm. where they can get the virus, And and we're already looking at the very real possibility of a resurgence as if we're not already in one, but another surge in the virus in the fall. That's what, uh, what's his name? The the head of uh, the CDC, Robert Redford. It's Robert Redfield. Not is,
2: Redford. No, I would love Robert Redford to be somewhere in some, yeah. some somebody's administration, just because he's Robert Redford. but yes. No. <laughs> well, the
1: CDC director Robert Redfield said that uh, the, in the fall there's going to be another huge crisis with this. It's going to be a health crisis, is what he well, called just it.
3: Just driving the kids back into school. I mean, there's yep. like a thousand people in quarantine associated in with Georgia, one yeah. high school outside yeah. of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Yep.
1: Yep. And he said it's uh, just
3: completely predictable outcome that they just are like, we we don't care.
1: Well. the New York Times is reporting today that it's actually more like 200,000 Americans have likely died from COVID. I've actually looked at the numbers because we we're right in the middle of a period of time in which hospitals are no longer reporting to the CDC. They're reporting directly to the White House, Mm -hmm. which is just absolute. I mean, obviously, the numbers are being tampered with. I think the numbers are being tampered with when it comes to unemployment. I think uh, mm-hmm. the Bureau of Labor and Statistics has been infiltrated by Trump loyalists. I mean, we've been hearing about this for months now, that Donald Trump is purging the government of anyone who is disloyal to him. Anyone who voted for Hillary Clinton or Barack Obama is being purged from the federal government. This way, Donald Trump can get all of his cult-like minion to do exactly what they are required to do, what he wants them to be doing. And it sometimes doesn't even require him to say it. He doesn't have to go to them and and say, hey, listen, if you want to keep your job, uh, you got to do this. Or, I know you love me so much, why don't you help me out by doing X, Y, and Z? He doesn't even need to do that, because as long as he's got the red hats there, they're going to act in accordance in this environment of propping up Donald Trump. They're going to act in accordance with their fandom of the president. So it's very easy for members of some of these federal agencies, like Louis DeJoy, to go screwing around, and did you notice yesterday during the Trump show, Donald Trump has brought in this guy Steve Atlas. He's like, no. the, yeah. <laughs> and, and by the way, you know why? In just
3: seven days. I, sorry. What um, you didn't you anyway. Go you, ahead. you know why he
1: brought in? You know why he brought in Steve Atlas? I'm sure it's because the name Atlas sounds like it's from Central Casting. That's why. Yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I love this guy. Steve Atlas sounds like a superhero. Sounds like from Central Casting. I love this guy. And and that's why he was hired. But he's now kind of replaced Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci as being Trump's right-hand man. And you know where Donald Trump really saw Steve Atlas, who's his new COVID advisor, his new China virus advisor? Mm-hmm. He found him on Fox News Channel. Steve Where's Atlas it? is a Fox News commentator. And so- it's a So Trump has brought him into the White House to advise him on the China virus.
3: (laughs) Well, you know, he's skipping the daily briefings from now on. Have you heard this, right? Like Trump has announced that he's not going to read the the PDB anymore. Not that he was reading it before, but I mean, he's not even going to look at the pictures.
1: Really? I think he was very... Wasn't he only reading it maybe once a week or something like that or once a month or something? Very seldom was he actually looking at his PDBs. So now he's announced... When did he announce that? When did that come down?
3: I saw it on Twitter yesterday. Now i got going to have to look it up. But Yeah. Um, yeah, I just... It's appalling how small his world is Yeah. to be the president of the fucking United States and he really can, you know, man, woman, camera, TV. It's just like... <laughs> You're just naming things in the room.
1: Well, that's one of the things. Uh, Crystal Voy had a great observation when the name Kamala Harris was announced uh, for Biden's running mate. And Trump, right out of the shoe, was like, oh, she's such a vicious woman. She was so disrespectful. She so, She's so disrespectful to Sleepy Joe. No one's disrespectful to Sleepy Joe the way Kamala Harris was disrespectful. It's that line of attack. Well, you know what? That means Joe Biden is a much bigger man than Donald Trump will ever be because he's chosen someone who is critical of him to be his right hand person, to be his running mate. Donald Trump would have fired and attacked and all the rest of it, smeared and shamed and ridiculed anyone who called him out on race. And he's done it. I mean, he's done it on many occasions. He's fired his own people for much less than what Kamala Harris said to Joe Biden. So he is a small, small man. Joe Biden is a big man who has self-confidence and who is uh, an actual American leader, unlike Donald Trump, who just does nothing. you can't even lead himself, for God's sake. It looks like a goddamn mess. But uh, going back to the uh, Social Security issue and what happened at the Trump show yesterday, he said, once again, yesterday on television, two reporters, we all watched it, he said... We'll be terminating the payroll tax after I get elected. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's the... He is defunding fully Social Security and Medicare. And then he says he plans to get Congress to pass a law to finance Social Security from the general fund and then make Mm -hmm. up the massive deficit that's going to create with economic growth. Because as you know, (laughs) the trickle-down... Always, always works, doesn't it? It's like foolproof. It's like, ah, uh, trickle down. Yes, of course. Trickle down's always going to work. It's an absolute fucking nonsense. There there is no way that Congress is going to pass a law saying, take the money for Social Security out of the general fund. Take the money for Medicare out of the general fund. You know what kind of deficit that's going to create? Financing Social Security alone out of the general fund is going to cost at least a trillion dollars a year. At Mm -hmm. least a trillion dollars a year. Right now, as I said before, we have a $3.7 trillion federal budget deficit for 2020. That's the CBO estimate. It's probably going to be higher than that, given where we are at this point and just this no end in sight extended pandemic because of the fuckwad in the White House so uh, you add a trillion dollars a year on top of that God only knows I mean what that is going to result in is not the financing of social security What that's going to result in is massive cuts to Social Security. As soon as the Republicans see the federal budget deficit, that's when they get a conscience and go, oh, my God, we have to cut spending now. Let's cut it from Social Security. Throw grandma off the cliff. Doesn't Mm -hmm. mean it doesn't matter. The other thing that's amazing about this, and if I'm repeating myself, forgive me, but these are all crucial, crucial topics to discuss here. But the amazing thing is that we're now, how many days did I say we are until Election Day? 82, 83, something like that. Something like that. 82 days. Donald Trump, with 82 days to go, is legitimately talking about defunding Social Security and Medicare. Yeah, it's not smart. (sighs) I mean, from a political point of view alone, Trump Mm -hmm. always makes things worse for Trump. That is absolute unpasteurized dumbness. I cannot believe he's actually got the balls to do something like that. And we always say that, right? Mm. I can't believe, oh my God, I can't believe he's doing that. And that's after we say, oh, he'll never do that. <laughs> we, always, mm. we always say, oh, that's too crazy. He'll never touch Social Security. Oh my God, I can't believe he's meddling with Social He's going to defund Social Security? Here we are. Well, it's, we are. it's
2: so stupid because many of his um, voters are collecting Social Security and are on Medicare. <laughs> yeah. And... If he says it's going to go away January, um, I don't see them supporting that plan well, as long as they know about it. <laughs> he's I
3: mean, flailing. I mean, he really is a child. He, he has is. no concept yeah. of strategy. His only, uh, his only maneuver is attack, attack, attack. Yeah. And he just, like, he's flailing. And the, no, it's not a political winner, but he's just grabbing at anything he can right now. He's like a, yeah. you know, grabby baby. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, and going back to what Jody was saying, the people who vote or gonna vote for Donald Trump, they don't know that this is what mm-hmm. he's trying to do. As far as they're concerned, oh yeah, general fund, it's gonna take care of the general fund. He's gonna, it's gonna be fine, and we're gonna be fine. And that's if they're even hearing that this is something that he plans to do. Because I get the sense that Fox News Channel might not even broadcast all of his blurts about Social Security and the payroll tax. I just get the Mm -hmm. sense that that is something that is not getting through to the Fox News Breitbart crowd. They're not even considering that as a possibility. So they're going to be blindsided. Everyone's going to be blindsided by this. I mean, we seriously need an alternative solution to the 25th Amendment. We need some Mm -hmm. other alternative to impeachment because this president is untenable for a democratic republic. We cannot continue down this path with this guy or else our form of government, our form of representative democracy is going to disappear.
2: Well, the OLC's memo needs to just go away Yeah, about well, presidents true. not being right. able to be indicted. or And then, then Bill Barr's extending that to say not even allowed to be investigated. That's, yeah. that's utter insanity. And mm. that started with Nixon, and it continued because of Clinton. And yeah. I understand them wanting that to be the case. Duh. Mm. But no, we need to codify in law and then put that it the in the Constitution if we can president. yeah. that presidents— are not above the law. They can be investigated and indicted while sitting in office. They have Mm -hmm. lawyers. They can hire lawyers. Who cares? You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just so many things. Just add that to the list of reforms that need to occur Mm -hmm. after this guy is out. Hopefully, he will be out. He also said yesterday during the Trump show, the Democrats didn't want to do a payroll tax. He doesn't know what he's talking about. The Democrats didn't want to... The Democrats are big all crayons. about the it's payroll. The big tax.
3: crayons talking. <laughs> the
1: big crayons, exactly right. I love that.
3: like bad, good, fire, bad. Ah.
0: <laughs>
3: exactly. You, Let me refer back to our host's first great cartoon. Oh yeah.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. I was just fire doing a. Bad. I was just uh, ripping off Phil Hartman with that. That was that there was all go. Phil Hartman as uh, true, Frankenstein. True. That's true. Um, so. Can we uh, talk
3: about Herman Cain's Twitter accounts? Still- I know. What yeah, is yeah that why is that? That's so strange. Dead.
1: Yeah, I think Herman Cain fired off a bunch of robo posts, robo tweets before he died. Because oh, it's
3: so creepy. Biz- it's so, creepy it it's so
1: weird. It's
2: really bizarre. It's really it's wrong.
1: Yeah. Well, it wrong. says here uh, under the Cain Gang account. Uh, which is actually the Herman Cain with the blue check and everything. It's Just in case you thought Biden's candidacy was going to be anything other than completely nuts, Team Trump has released a new video. Hashtag Joe Biden. Hashtag Kamala Harris. HermanCain.com. Blah, blah, blah. Well, that's weird. That doesn't even sound like a robo-tweet. He's been dead for weeks. Yes. That that is something that was tweeted live by someone, possibly... (laughs) possibly the ghost of Herman Cain. Uh, That's some
3: fucking Wi-Fi right there.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Holy shit, man. He got one of those signal boosters or something to make sure that this went out. But yeah, this is specific to Kamala Harris and everything like that. It's it's insane. Tweeting from beyond the grave. So bizarre. Um, But yeah. Kanye West, meanwhile, and uh, Jared Kushner have spoken almost daily, they say. And here's kind of how that conversation goes. Kanye West calls up Jared Kushner. Hi, Jared. And then Jared goes, hi, Kanye. Basically, that's my dramatic reenactment of a Jared Kushner, (laughs) Kanye West conversation. It's basically just them saying back and forth to each other because they're both fucking idiots who are just enabling a fascist tyrant, fascist sympathizers, all of them. And I've been using that phrase quite often, and it applies. I think it absolutely applies because we need to start to take the fascism and the tyranny more seriously than we are. In the, no matter how serious you think you're taking it, I don't think you're taking it serious enough because this is, a, this is an existential crisis for the United States of America. That's what we're in. You know, we started out so hopeful. I just, it just <laughs> occurred to me. This show started out, oh my God, this is so wonderful. And I was playing the uh, the Beethoven music and it was like, uh. <laughs> Can and now we take it.
3: a moment to enjoy Alex Jones's, the complete indifference shown to him by those teenagers in that video? <laughs> Have you seen it?
1: Alex Jones. Alex
3: Jones, where I don't even know the play. I can't, his voice just like, I can only watch the vi- seconds of the video at a time, but I had to watch it. Because my brother's ex-girlfriend's daughter is the one who gives the camera crew the finger.
1: Well, it's another stunt where he went out to, what was it, some sort of state park where they're actually, I think, taking reservations to visit the park so they maintain social distancing. And that was the plan. And so Alex Jones must have heard about that, and went out to the park, and was just going around to the different. I mean, there's just a bunch of teenagers sitting around a lawn chair. He's like, "Let me talk to you about the globalists. Are you aware that you this are enabling the criminal takeover? <laughs> a, it's a satanic power grab, is what you're doing right now. You're wearing masks and requiring people to make reservations to come here because Alex Jones now, uh, due to the copious number of lawsuits, Alex Jones is probably living in the back of a waffle house or something." <laughs> You
3: know, just he's so covered in fluff sweat. And it's like a cheap toy megaphone that you get at Toys R Us. Yeah, right. And he's right. yelling it through. It's just ridiculous. It's pathetic. <laughs> you can actually see his liver trying to escape his body. In the video. I mean, it's just.
1: Oh, man. Powered by crystal meth. That show right there. Actually, I don't know if it's crystal meth. I think from what I've read, it's uh, like cocaine and vodka. Uh, hey, there's a combination for you. That's
2: a great idea.
1: Breakfast of champions. <laughs> Cocaine and vodka. Wake up,
2: go to sleep. Wake up, go to sleep. Wake yeah, up,
1: go exactly. to
3: sleep. <laughs> oh man, that's so, the problem is they never quite go to sleep, they just become rocket propelled stupid <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> On that note, we have to take uh, one more break to talk about the newdealshop.com, right? Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, COVID 19 infection rates are exploding across the nation. We know it's common sense that everyone wear a face mask. And finally, most states have put mask mandates in place. Face masks are still our best way to protect ourselves, our family, and our community. But what happens when the mask you thought you were buying is fraudulent or even worthless? The FDA has provided a list of authorized respirator mask manufacturers. Finding those masks has been a challenge, and verifying their authenticity is even harder. Right now, the NewDealShop.com has FDA-authorized respirator masks with anti-fake authentication on every package to ensure you're getting exactly what you need. These masks are tested by the NPPTL in the United States and provide greater than 95% filtration. Right now, these masks are in stock and ready to ship for free for my listeners when you add the code SEXYLIBERAL at TheNewDealShop.com. Again, go to TheNewDealShop.com and order your supply today. That's TheNewDealShop.com. Get them and keep yourself, your family, and your community safe. Thank you.
0: Bob Seska. Mm-hmm. said, hold on, my I'll be right there When he got back to the room, she was gone It was 7.35 on a quiet Wednesday night You'd find out what went wrong before too long Oh,
1: uh, yeah, this is the great Michael McDermott. The song called Mother Emmanuel of his brand new album, What in the World. Go get it now. Link in the description of bobsuska.com the must-buy album of the summer, I think. Again, it's called What in the World? That's the name of the album. Michael McDermott, one of her faves here on the show. BobSuska.com slash music We want to submit. God, I love that song. Okay, here's... Ah, get a load of this. In the middle of a national crisis, Trump has decided that, oh, we have to adjust the definition of the word showerhead. <laughs>
3: God, he, he's a fucking obsessed with the fucking bathroom. Yeah, well, if you've got nine <sighs> foot
1: long hair, yeah, I guess you would be because he's got to wa- wash all of the gunk out of his hair at least once a day. Or I don't know if it's, is it once a day? Do you think he washes his hair like once a week and then just goes to bed with like a hair net, goes in the he shower? He might go to bed with, with
2: a- hair, because you know he's using a lot of Aquanet.
1: Yes! Oh my just God! Just to keep
2: it in place. Yeah, you know, like those um, uh, those
1: greasy looking swoops on the side uh-huh. are just like <sighs> cement, and mm-hmm. then the hair that's swirled around on the top is got to be like nine feet long. I mean, yeah. we've we've seen photos of the stray hairs like dangling out, mm-hmm. and they're long as fucking hell. Yeah, they are. Yeah, and so apparently he's gotta gotta clean these hairs on a regular basis. What he's got left, and he claims that he's not getting wet enough. In the shower. So Donald Trump is muscling the entire federal government of the United States into changing the definition of showerheads so that they can make showerheads that have more water pressure. So Donald Trump can take a fucking shower. That is, I mean, this preening goddamn diva. I mean, this is amazing. That
3: his fans all paint him up like he's this big macho man. Yeah, it's exactly. Just,
1: it was what I was about to say. Yeah.
3: It's just ridiculous. He's this tiny-footed, prissy, vain, poppin' jay. Like, I just... <laughs>
1: <ugh>. <laughs> well said. Poppin' jay. That's great. The entire federal government is being guided in a direction in order to appease Donald Trump's vanity and his shower habits. Uh, you talk about small government, it's so right? Banana
3: republic. It's just at this point, it's so backward. It just is like we are, like the child emperor has spoken, and dragons are now illegal in
1: the kingdom. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just oh. this is the actual lead from the Associated Press. The Trump administration wants to change the definition of a showerhead to let more water flow, addressing a pet peeve of the president, who complains he isn't getting wet enough publicly talking about the need to keep his hair perfect in quotes mm-hmm. president donald trump has made increasing water flow and dialing back long held appliance conservation standards from light bulbs to toilets to dishwashers a personal issue mm-hmm. but consumer and conservation groups said the department of energy's proposed loosening of a 28 year energy law that includes appliance standards is silly, unnecessary, and wasteful, especially as the West bakes through a historic two-decade-long mega drought, right? Well, he doesn't give a shit about that. what's funny to me when he talks about this shit is he very seldom goes to, I can't get my hair clean, and you know, my beautiful hair, and he, he goes there a little bit, but the main thing he's always talking about is how you have to flush 28 times in order to get right. rid of your poop in the toilets. I don't
2: know what kind of toilet he's going to. I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's just got a lot of shit. That's probably well, what Well, yeah, it is. he's full of it's that. Too many we hamburgers. know that much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Can you imagine the poor White House porter who has to launder Donald Trump's shorts, <laughs> especially after a Trump show? I know. <laughs> um, but at the same time he's also talking about how people have to wash their dishes like a hundred times. Yeah, I think- you have
2: to keep pressing the dishwasher so you get the, wa- I mean, it's like, dude, The fucker's never washed a
1: dish in his life. No, he
2: says the people that do the dishwashing. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> obviously he's people. never
2: worked a machine, let alone wash dishes on his own. But I mean, it was yeah. the, how he worded it was so like, the people that watch the dishes, they have to keep
1: pressing the button. And he then gestures with the pressing uh-huh. of the button. He does the repeated, mm-hmm. this is what it's like, mm-hmm. eh. eh. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, uh, did it again. Uh, yeah, this is yeah. Number nine. That's uh, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> just hit my threshold here, I guess. <laughs> yes. Well, we have to, we have to laugh. <laughs> to from, or we'll cry. To keep from screaming in our hearts. Yeah. People
3: have to flush the toilet People ten, have to, <laughs> exactly 15 times.
1: <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> there's not enough there's not enough big water coming out eh, eh, eh. And big. he wouldn't even know a dishwasher if it came up if he actually fell inside one he would have like, You're like absolutely where right. am I am in this tiny box that has water in it and dishes I don't know where I am I don't know what this is what is this machine eh. <laughs> yeah.
0: Un-, so un
1: fucking <laughs> believable. I mean the shit that's got to be completely reversed. Yeah, I posed this question on Twitter the other day for any constitutional scholars. Can the next president sign one executive order that rescinds all of Trump's executive orders? Fingers crossed Joe Biden on day 1 go, I'm signing an executive order and this is going to reverse everything that Donald Trump did from executive I orders.
3: So. I'm worried they're going to play nice and be all decorous. And yeah. That's so not the time for that. This well, is the time for like dungeons and thumbscrews. Well, the el- I
1: guess the, the only response I got was that uh, if it's challenged in court, it could get to the Supreme Court will say, well, that that EO that Biden signed is arbitrary and capricious, just like they were saying right. about. I think I think they said that about uh, Trump's DACA executive order where he rescinded yeah. DACA. They said it was arbitrary and capricious. And so that might be the same thing. I I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the legality is of signing one blanket EO to get rid of everything that Trump fucked up throughout these uh, past four years. But, I mean, as far as I was concerned, there should be an EO that would eliminate everything, and then you ban EOs entirely. I mean, I think that needs to be the plan. Mm -hmm. I think you just take EOs off the fucking table. They are being abused now. We were headed in that direction. There have been, you know, systemic abuses throughout previous presidential administrations where they overreach a little bit with EOs. Now, Donald Trump is just completely careened through that wall like the the Kool-Aid man. he doesn't (laughs) give a shit. Yeah, he's just making his own laws. He he now officially thinks that the Supreme Court gave him the power to make his own laws. He's Mm -hmm. calling his EOs bills now. Yeah. Everyone's going to hate me at the end of this show.
2: It's like, oh, my Stop God. Stop it, Eeyore. Son. Stop it. Stop it, Eeyore. Stop it.
1: I got to wash the dishes. <coughs> <coughs> um, okay, what else is happening here? Uh, Trump uh, tweeted congratulations to a QAnon conspiracy theorist who won the Republican nomination in Georgia's 14th congressional district runoff. Marjorie Taylor Greene has has posted hours of racist, anti-Semitic, and Islamophobic videos on Facebook. Are you guys aware of of, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene down there? I am, yes.
3: And it's it's such a Republican district that she's probably going to get elected, and that's just Oh, fuck, 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 fuck.
1: (sighs) Maybe they'll find some sort of closet for her, like they do with the OAN reporter in the White House press room. (laughs) Just stash her away in a box somewhere. Yes, we've we've provided you this refrigerator box in the basement for your office, Miss QAnon freakazoid. Yeah, okay, Just
3: great. Me, she says about Nancy Pelosi. She's like, We're gonna run that bitch out of Congress. I'm like, Oh yeah, freshman honey. <laughs> you think you're you're not even elected yet. And you're gonna go up against Nancy motherfucking Pelosi. Mm-hmm. By the way, who's been in office since three days before God laid the dart. By,
1: <laughs> by the way, forgive my lack of protocol. It's Congresswoman Freakazoid. Zoid, not Miss there, you go. That's zoid. true. Yeah, You've got to be
2: more respectful.
1: That's right. I got to include the honorific before the freak absolutely. Zoid. She's not elected yet. Yeah, no, um, she is absolutely not. But I mean, I, I'm hypothesizing that if she is, they need to give her the shittiest office space in, in the uh. In one of those office buildings on the hill, I mean, just something, mm-hmm. something just disgusting, like the, you know, like in Best in Show where they stick Eugene Levy and Catherine O'Hara in the closet with all right. of the cleaning supplies. Maybe that, that sort of thing,
2: or down to Storage B.
1: <laughs> storage B. Where's your office, Congresswoman Freakazoid?
2: I'm in. St- I'm, do you have your stapler with you, Congresswoman Freakazoid? You might need that.
1: My stapler. I love my stapler. You what need my stapler. I need I my stapler. stapler. Um, okay, what else is going on? <laughs> is there anything, I mean, is there anywhere we can go other than this, just start indiscriminately screaming? Well, uh, you know
2: what's interesting with Sarah Palin? Yeah. Yeah basically being very kind to Kamala Harris really? after the announcement. Yeah, she tweeted out, congratulations, Senator. Don't let him get you down. You know, you're on my shoulders. I mean, she did take some praise in the, mine and Geraldine Ferraro, which is not necessarily untrue. Yeah. It's just a little bit more Geraldine Ferraro <laughs> than Sarah Palin. Um, but, yeah. I mean, she's even she's more gracious about it than anybody else in the GOP. And to say that about Sarah Palin.
1: If yeah, I know. Hurt. It
2: hurts. It hurts my retina.
3: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my, my viscera are cringing. <laughs> yeah, my
1: eye is twitching at this point. I, I
2: start twitching and things. It's not good for my my health and well being. Man, because it's I, true. I mean, she was you know, uh, she was being some time very to gracious. Sort out and, her
3: dosages, you know, I think. Yeah, you know, maybe,
2: maybe.
1: Twelve years ago, next month, I believe it was Sarah Palin, after her debate with Joe Biden, mm-hmm. uh, was asked on Fox News Channel. What the definition of the vice president was because remember in the debate she couldn't remember she didn't know she couldn't define what the role of the vice president was So uh, I think she was on Fox News Channel the next day where she was relevance. asked to describe yeah to, to have her do it again
0: One of the things you talked about last night was the flexibility that the vice presidency yeah. Yeah. Uh What did you mean
2: by that? Uh, that thankfully, our founders were wise enough to say we have this position and it's constitutional. Vice president will be able to be not only the, the position flexible, but it's going to be sort of those other duties as assigned
1: by the president. It, a simple thing. I don't think that was a gaffe at all. Yeah, it's a simple thing,
2: right?
3: Mm. Position flexible.
1: Mm-hmm. Say
3: some buzzwords in, in grammatically cor- grammatically incorrect ways.
2: <laughs> I miss her.
3: I don't. Oh, I, I do the because she's
2: not a, She was woman. stupid, but um, I, she I paved I, the
3: way for president
1: words. No,
2: salad. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Ronald Reagan paved the way for president words. That's salad.
1: also true. Yeah. But I think Sarah Palin was the next paver in that. Yeah,
2: she absolutely was a big one. Um, <laughs> yes.
1: Uh, I mean, the vice presidency, the role of the vice president is position flexible. I mean, that's what she said. I don't even know what it's position. It's the
3: constitutional or the wisdom of our founding fathers. They had a constitutional position, which flexible and they, <laughs> it enshrined in our values. She yeah, can't, she the, can stretch.
2: Our founders were wise enough to say we have this position and it's constitutional. It's constitutional vice, vice president will be able to be not flexible. only the, the position flexible,
1: but it's going to be sort of those other duties this as is it. the vice president will be able to be not only the position flexible,
2: Yes. <laughs> God damn that it. That doesn't
1: mean you can get your naughty monkey pumps behind your ears here. Oh, man, yeah. She
2: can kick and she can stretch.
1: You know, I've been doing this thing. I've been doing this thing lately where <laughs> I just start laughing uncontrollably at some of these news stories when they come down. In the evening, I should say, when we're watching MSNBC and Rachel's got some new, like, brain melting scoop or something or mm-hmm. Lawrence O'Donnell's A Block when he's doing those amazing commentaries I just start like laughing and laughing like Slim Pickens on the nuclear bomb at the <laughs> at the <laughs> end of <laughs> Dr. Strangelove that's what I that's where I am right now just like you laughing. We can't fight in here.
3: This is the war room. God, <laughs> but us. <laughs> yeah, I was Demasol. feeling pretty bleak yesterday. I woke up yesterday and was just like so fucking sick of the pandemic. I'm yeah. so tired of it. Mm-hmm. I want to go somewhere. I want to hug people. Yeah, I, I mean,
1: again. it's like a we, road trip. I keep saying that we would be done. We'd be mm-hmm. done by now if Donald Trump wasn't such a fuckwad. Mm-hmm. He just, I mean, at the initial height of the infection rate, he goes, Liberate Michigan! Let's reopen now. The That's economy. because he found
2: out black and brown people were dying from it more yep. than white folks.
1: Well, yeah, yeah.
2: That's when that that was really within 24 hours. All of a sudden, oh, since white folks aren't dying from it and young people aren't dying from it, just, just black, brown, and old people. Let's forget about it. Let's not tr- do anything because he's he's he-
1: utterly utterly psychotic, psychotic mm-hmm. it's tearing. Mm-hmm. Steering. I
3: don't even think he's got the brain wattage to be psychotic. I just think he's just like a gerbil. Yeah. You know, he's just running on the wheel, trying to stay ahead of the disaster that's inevitably going to clap over his head. Yep. You know, it's just he's like a gambler that hit a bunch of losing streaks, and he's just trying to stay ahead of the ball now.
1: Well, shit. Well, if you want more of this happy, fun show... This is
3: delightful commentary. <laughs>
1: Please join us on the Postmortem Show that's coming up next on our Patreon page. As soon as this music is done playing, we keep on talking and we call it the Postmortem Show. It's a mini show we do every Tuesday and Thursday for you on our Patreon page. So go and subscribe for $5 a month to get the postmortem show. If you want to sign up at $10 a month, you get the postmortem shows, plus the Friday after party with me and Kimberly Johnsons. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, and politics. Those are the topics every damn week, every damn Friday. Also, uh, $15 a month to get you all that stuff, plus a commercial-free version of the Tuesday and Thursday shows. Thank you for doing that. Meanwhile, T-Rex David Ferguson's at patreon.com slash the T-Rex report. Jody Hamilton is at from-tho-bunker.com, also at sexyliberal.com. And I've got some sexy liberal virtual tour information coming up on the Postmortem Show, so you want to listen for that. If you're not signed up on our on our Patreon page, you're missing out. Take care, folks. We'll see you over there. Bye-bye. bye Bye-bye.